Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Wednesday morning. And I hope everybody had a good night's rest. Appreciate you all tuning in each and every morning uh, to be a part of this, uh, our daily devotions and getting our day off started in the right direction. I uh, can't think of a better way to get our day going than with the Lord. And uh, that's why I do this to encourage you and help you in your uh, walk with the Lord. And hopefully this will spur on your spiritual growth so i appreciate you guys tuning in we got miss mousy brandy we got uh, angel dixon we got uh angel dixon and <laughs> so i got angel popped up twice there that's why i said that so but uh i see that there's several more watching online but those are one of the names i can see right now so uh but yeah thank you all for tuning in this morning and so with that said let's go ahead and let's do our pledge of allegiance i think it's important that we do this each and every morning. So let's go ahead and stand. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Praise the Lord for that. We get to say that wonderful pledge each and every day because we do live in an awesome country. I uh, was, uh, it amazes me though, watching the news, how easily offended people are and, uh, and how the liberal left hates the truth. I, I don't, uh, understand the mindset. Of course, if you understand the mindset of a liberal, then I guess you'd be schizophrenic too, but I, uh, I just, I, I don't get it. Uh, they had John Daly on, uh, one of those late night shows I, I don't like john daly to be honest with you and i don't like any of the late night shows they're a bunch of liberal hypocrites i can't stand any of them but anyway uh they're showing a clip on the news this morning and he was uh they said they were they were tore all to pieces because um uh he's you know asking if the virus was manufactured and he said well you know the the, the name of the virus is uh ironically from the very place that it originated from in wuhan <laughs> and uh, uh you know and he's making jokes and, and a lot of uh uh, the fact that it did come out of this lab and uh the idiot he's talking to said well you must be working for the republicans and i'm like you know i don't i don't it don't take a rocket scientist to understand where this virus come from it was manufactured it did get out there and i'll be honest with you i think it was purposely done just to uh, to affect the election and uh they because uh, uh trump wasn't uh had china up against the wall and he didn't like it and I think they, uh, in coordination with some of the other powers that be, I really think that's what they they done. My honest, humble opinion, agree, disagree, what have you. But uh, it is, uh, I do think the virus uh, is real, was real. Uh, and uh, I do think that uh, uh, we did the appropriate precautions uh, with what knowledge that we had. I have no regrets in that. And uh uh, but I uh, I do feel like now you know it's I think it's, we're pretty much past it. But uh, every time I see a mask, it kind of gets irritating. <laughs> and uh, you have down at the uh, uh, border, Texas is wanting to fund their own wall, and uh, liberals going against that. I mean, how dare us try to protect ourselves? So it's, it's crazy, people. It's it's insanity at its finest. We live in an upside down, crazy world. Uh, so, uh, of course, this is all baloney but uh somebody tried i saw where someone had written that um 
morning, Darlene Barker. Someone had written that when you have deja vu or certain things seem to be awkwardly out of place, that is due to time travelers who went back in time and uh, uh, they changed something, and that's why you're you're remembering aspects of the real timeline. Well, it's in fantasy and in sci-fi that is uh, something uh, that is interesting. But the reason why I bring that up. Because our world is so insane, uh, it makes me wonder if we've not woken up in an alternate universe. <laughs> so that's why I say that, uh, because it's just, uh, just nuts. All right, let's look at our verse this morning. Uh, we're looking at John 1, 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and he, we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And, of course, that's the new king jimmy version i was uh, reading an illustration this morning about a gentleman he said he worked in uh, uh i don't know like a theme park or uh, might have been a museum or something i don't know anyways in, in california he was a charlie chaplin um lookalike and and that's what he'd done for a summer and uh the um uh, security people were dressed like keystone cops at this uh, theme park and um, they might have been a wax museum, I don't know. But anyway, the the guy that played, uh, that was uh, pretending to be Charlie Chaplin, was talking to one of the security guards. And the security guard asked him, he said, what, uh, what are you going to do with your life? He said, well, I'll turn my life over to Jesus Christ. And he said, I plan on being used by him in some uh, shape, form, or fashion. And said the security guard looked to him and used uh, the Lord's name in vain, expletive, and said, good for you. And... Uh, so the, the, the Charlie Chaplin lookalike uh, got to talking to this uh, security guard. And uh, this guy had a hodgepodge of, uh, you know, religious background. You know, he uh, at some point uh, followed Christianity for a little while. Uh, then he followed into uh, theosophy, uh, uh, Rosicrucianism. And if you don't know what those things are, look it up. No, uh, <laughs> if you look up uh, Rosicrucianism, uh, they deny the uh, the authority. Uh, the inspired word of God was written in authority. They downplay that. A lot of there's not a whole lot known about it in its origins. But you know, uh, in a nutshell, they deny uh, the uh, the inspired word of God. And then when you look at Theosophy, that was written by a I can't remember the woman's name. She was a uh, Russian spiritualist. And uh, so they also uh, feel like that um, uh, every religion has an aspect of spirituality or uh, gives you some sort of power or something like that. So just some crazy uh, out of the, uh, I mean, just crazy ideas and things that these, this guy was following, uh, to say the least. But the point is, he was Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness. You know, he just had this hodgepodge background of all these different um, uh, beliefs. And, you know, he said, the, the, the guy that's playing Charlie Chaplin, he said, you know, he scratched his head, how did this guy go from uh, following Christianity to all these different things? You know, and I think that's what we're at in our world today. You know, we have people who uh, are ha are following after uh, subjective experiences such as this gentleman uh, that he's referring to, 
uh, as opposed to the uh, propositional truth of the gospel, of the word of God. And that's where we're at today with a lot of people. They uh, they have all this mixed match uh, things that they pull together to try to form their own religion or to, to under, have an understanding of their own idea of spirituality. And that's not how it works. You know, we have this word inclusive when God's word is exclusive and the fact that there's only one way to heaven. And uh, people don't like that. They don't like to hear that something is exclusive, that there's only one way to do so, there's only one way to achieve uh, eternal life, and that's through Jesus Christ alone. And so the world has made up their own version of God. They've made up their own version of Jesus Christ. But see, we see here in John uh, 1.14, as we were just reading here, that's one thing that John's talking about, and the Word became flesh. In other words, that Jesus Christ himself, uh, he became very much man, and he's very much God. He's very much man, but without the sin, uh, so that he could show us the way. The Word, the Holy Inspired Word, became uh, the that that what that represented was Jesus Christ, who became flesh to show us the way to salvation. And uh, it's so sad that so many do not want to see that uh, or do not understand that. And the fact that we've got uh, so many people out there, uh, the, the, I mentioned this. I, I can't remember if it's Sunday or yesterday. Things kind of run together a little bit. Uh, but the fact statistically, uh, almost half, uh, I won't say 40% at the minimum, uh, of younger people in particular uh, have the same kind of uh, subjective experiences as we were just talking about and, and have no desire uh, to pursue the things of Christianity, pursue the things of God. And that's one thing, you know, and they, they so they mix match and have their own religions. And, and so it's very hard sometimes to reach young adults, uh, hard to reach younger people because they uh, just they just have no interest. They, it's, it's, they just, you know, uh, it, it, on an emotional level, it just seems like it's just, I don't know, it's just like there's a the stone wall that's hard to break through. But one thing that we see here that this is referencing is the Trinity, you know, and that's one thing that with these other false religions or things with the Mormon Jehovah's Witness, that's one thing that they do is deny the deity of Christian of, of Jesus Christ. They deny the Trinity. They deny these things, and you know, and, and that is one huge red flag. Whether it's a cult, false religion, or if you're going to a church that is denying that deity, if it's denying that Trinity, uh, having problems with that, then you better. You know, do not pass, go, run, get the heck out of there. Uh, they're, they're preaching some real heresy. Uh, you got some real apostates behind the uh, pulpit uh, teaching some uh, very ungodly things. Uh, but we know that uh, time and again that God has referenced uh, towards the Trinity. Uh, we, we created man in our image, referencing the Trinity. I am the Alpha, I am the Omega, referencing the Trinity. I mean, there's... there's Dozens of, of other scriptures as well uh, that confirm that Jesus Christ was indeed God in the flesh. And I know a lot of people have a hard time with the Trinity. They have a hard time understanding that. And it is not an easy thing uh, to to know. Uh, you know, of course, you know, I've, I've showed you all this tattoo that I have um, on my arm uh, in regards to the Trinity, which reminds me I was inviting somebody out to church and uh, they said, uh, uh, well, I got tattoos. Do you think they would allow me to come in? And I went, <laughs> you know, I said, I think you'd be good. And Brady said, uh, he's the pastor. They said, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> so, but, uh, but anyway, but with the Trinity, though, is, is Peter is not Phileas the Son. Uh, that is not, well, you probably can't really see it, though. It's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not uh, the Father. But God is the Father. God is the Son. And God is the Spirit. So, you know, when you look at this, uh, in and of itself, it kind of gives a little more clarity 
how the three-in-one works to a certain extent. I know some have used the illustration of, of, the, uh, of the egg, of the shell, uh, the, the, the white part, I don't know the, the technical term, what it would be called, and, and the yolk, that although those are three distinct pieces, but it is in uniformed in one thing as the egg, and that's kind of one way to look at the Trinity as well. So we, when we understand uh, as God the Father that uh, come to us in the flesh, we understand what he had to accomplish on the cross. And that's one thing I was referencing Sunday evening. You know, we look at some of the, the, the things that God done in the Old Testament, it seems very wrathful, seems very vengeful. Then we seem like seem to seem like an opposing uh, character in the fact that he seemed more loving in the Old Test in the New Testament. But the fact is, he was the same God. The fact that he was trying to punish uh, the pagan acts to under make them under make the Israelites understand how abhorrent and evil sin is was no different. What he had to do on his son on the cross to make sure that he is paying that sin debt that that this that uh, judgment. Uh, had to be justified. And so that same wrath had to be poured upon his own son in order to save our worthless hides from an eternity in hell. And I think when you understand what Christ had to do and what he had to accomplish, I think it makes our salvation uh, that much more uh, unique and that much more wonderful. And so be very careful. You know, Be careful about trying to, to cherry pick from this and this and this to form your own idea of a God because it wouldn't be the true God of the Bible or your idea of a Jesus Christ who is not the Jesus Christ of the Bible. I had a guy uh, message me uh, yesterday. Because I have a, a straight pride banner on my Facebook. I said, I thought about coming to your church till I saw your banner. And I said, well, you know, I, I hate you feel that way. Uh, but the fact remains, uh, if that bothered you, <laughs> trust me, there's a plethora of other issues you're going to have problems with as well. Because we, we hold true to the uh, uncompromised, inerrant, efficient, sufficient word of God. And we hold true to what God's word says clearly. And I gave him the scriptures uh, to what God's word says about homosexuality or any other sin. We are not going to hold, be held by cultural standards. We're being held by biblical standards. And that's what we have to be as Christians, to be held at a higher level biblically and not be pulled down by culture. Because culture will change, but God's word is static. It will never change. It is the foundation of our convictions as Jesus Christ. So we have to hold true to those convictions, despite what the world may say and how they may treat us because we know what Christ had to do and what he had to accomplish and our salvation is very precious so my friends in a world of chaos uh, we know that one thing's for sure that when you have God's word in your hand that is the compass that keeps you on the straight path let us pray now Father Lord we just thank you love you and praise you Lord thank you so much for this wonderful day thank you for your grace and your mercy thank you for allowing us to come and meet and gather here this morning uh, to have this devotion. And Lord, help us to keep our eyes focused on you and not be distracted by the things of the world. Have us stay true uh, and on the narrow path and not be drawn to the path of destruction, the broad path. Lord, help us, Lord Jesus, to serve you well and to always stay true to your word, despite what society, culture, and the world may say. And Lord, there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, as I always pray, be with our nation and its leaders, our president. They'll come to know you before it's too late. 
Lord, I do want to lift up uh, our sister in Christ, Wendy Lee. Lord, I know she's going through a lot right now, and I pray that you'll be with her. I pray that you'll be with Mrs. Lynch, who has lost her sister and now her aunt. And, Lord, I pray that uh, you'll give her peace and comfort. I pray that you'll be with Kim Penix. I pray that you'll be with Roger Winters and Ron Thompson. I pray that you'll be with uh, Ginger Hood and 